0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to Kind of Funny Studio Ghibli Miyazaki in review. That's right, we are ranking and reviewing every movie written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by Nick Scarpino. Hello, loving the beanie. Thank you. It's a unique it's it's look. Do it my hair. For, for I, I think I've seen you in a beanie maybe three times in my life.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely one of those I. Just did not plan accordingly today. I showered last night. Today I got up, my hair looked like Harrison Ford's from Air Force One, and I kept just telling people to get off my plane when I went to I like get my that. bagel. It's good. And they were like, "I don't know what that means." I was like, get Nick, off my plane, Nick. Cherish
2: the weather now because it's going to be like sixty-eight today, and I'm it's not going to be that cold.
1: Um, and I'll say,
2: no, no, no. It's like no. It's going to be warmer. It's going to be a lot warmer. Is what I'm saying because it's like fifty-five right now. Anyway, cherish the weather right now, Nick, and cherish that hair because it's going to be gone soon. Why is that, Andy? <laughs> oh my God, is that a threat? <laughs> it's a threat. I'm cutting your hair today for KFaf. Anyway, let's keep introducing the people.
0: I love it. That's Andy, right. Andy Cortez. Uh, he's <laughs> gonna get rid of Nick's hair. Uh, we also have <laughs> Kevin Koala. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not a funny way to start. You oh, know wow. we're all oh, good. Yeah. we <laughs> Wow, yeah. Kevin, keeping us on our toes, keeping us on our toes, and making her return to the show. Ubisoft's now full time own Belinda Garcia. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Congratulations!
3: Thanks so much. I'm re- I'm super excited and super excited to be here with you guys this yeah. Friday.
0: Hell yes, ladies and gentlemen, you can watch this show live every Friday on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games or you could watch Christopher Nolan review on Tuesdays. We do that as well. Uh, if you want to watch later, you can watch on YouTube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. If you just want to listen, search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny reviews and we'll be right there for you. Uh, if you want to get the show ad free, you can go to Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Just like Muhammad Muhammad and Al Tribesman, our Patreon producers did. We appreciate both of them. So very, very much. Today, we're talking about my neighbor Totoro. Uh, Released on April 16th, 1988, uh, directed again by Hayao Miyazaki. Budget of $3.7 million and a box office of $41 million. Um, But that took a lot of time. to to get there it was uh not a success in the beginning in order to win over financiers suzuki one of the producers suggested that my neighbor totoro be shown alongside another studio ghibli film grave of the fireflies as a double feature the latter film was being backed by a bigger publisher which at the time was more established and uh on top of that the movie was based on an established book so they kind of were like betting on a little more and they really didn't believe in the idea of totoro being such a small-scale story and and something that they, they didn't really think was going to hit with the mainstream, even in Japan. Um, but then eventually, once it came to TV, it became a mega hit in Japan, and they re-released it in theaters, and then over time, it just kept getting that money.
4: Have you guys ever um, seen Grave of the Fireflies? No. Because it is I horrifying.
2: It I is, heard it's the saddest thing in of all time. It's extremely sad. That's what I hear. Yeah.
4: Characters starve to death while eating dirt.
1: That's horrifying. Oh. This movie is the opposite of that. Where I feel like if I oh, had a yeah, kid, yeah, I would definitely. be like, I have to, I have to show my kid this movie. It is such a delight. It Absolutely. is a lot in a lot of ways, way more simple and way more straightforward than the other Miyazaki films that we've watched so far. And mm-hmm. I don't say that in any way, shape, or form as a negative. It's very, it's you know, hour and twenty-seven minutes of just delight. It's just Man. delightful. Yeah, there's there's moments where you really feel for the characters, obviously, because the the heart of it is that they're they're grieving for their mother who they're scared, you know, may die. Um, And of course, that that leads them down the road of imagining the potentially imagining these characters. We're not quite sure at the end Um, and kind of uh, and and going into that as children would as they cope with uh, with trauma like that. But man, the the shot that I've always seen of this movie, which is just the which is just Satsuki um, and Totoro like at the at the uh, trail bus stop, bus stop. Uh, that mm-hmm. right there I'm like this if this movie is just that feeling the entire mm-hmm. time then I'm in and it was from start to finish just a delightful little adventure movie with a lot of heart it Wait, was so crazy
0: th- 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 this is one of those rare cases where um I've seen this movie before and I think all of us have with the exception of Nick is that correct I have never seen this before but that's awesome I love that you're you're still this high on it for being your first time Andy what were you about to say
2: no, I was just going to say that yeah, this was uh this is my second time watching it. The first time like it's one of those weird fever dream moments where I didn't remember any of this movie and I I took a bunch of acid and LSD before I watched yeah. this movie. <laughs> and then at the end of it I was like I'm tripping the fuck out. This movie's crazy. And then I realized I didn't do the drugs at all. It was just it's a weird <laughs> trippy ass movie. Um but it's so it's it just captures that sort of childlike imagination and it's cute as all hell and it's adorable and fun and by the end of it you're like huh there w- th- the tension was kind of minimal but still it didn't matter because i was along for the ride and I-, and I had fun
0: you know it's funny you yeah. say really that uh that you've seen it but you didn't remember it because for me i could i didn't remember the plot at all at one point g looked over at me and was like does the mom die and i was like <sighs> I don't remember. I was like, I but don't think I, so. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't remember like bits like that. But the craziest thing is I remembered so many specific animations, so many specific mm-hmm. like ways characters moved or weird random things that happened. Cause I watched this movie hundreds of times when I was little and so much shit confused the hell out of me because of how different Japanese culture is where like just even how their bath was set up or like the, the beds that they're on or like all this stuff. It was like, I remember being a little kid being so confused and with the, the dubs, there's a lot of dub stuff going on where there was in typical Ghibli fashion multiple dubs that have happened. So the one that we watch now is the Disney dub, um, which is very different than the original dub that that most of us grew up listening to. Um but like in the in the dub I listened to, like they were called Dust Bunnies. Mm, and like yeah. it was so weird where they were like mm-hmm. whatever. And I was like, What the fuck? That's that would confuse the shit out of me. Soot well, gremlins, D- Dust right? Bunnies
1: is a lot more yeah. westernized, I think, because that's what we used soot to call them growing up, right. where you'd see them like, floating around. But soot, soot Spirits or Soot Gremlins or sorry, whatever they just, called
4: yeah. them. Did you say you saw Dust Bunnies all the time?
1: No, a Dust Bunny is an actual thing. Yeah, dust yeah, bunnies is yeah. when you like, look balls, down and you yeah. see like the balls of dust somewhere. They're obviously not alive, and they obviously don't invade your house when you move out. Um, but <laughs> I think that that, was, that that moment for me, You know, the whole thing is this movie is way more based or, or, or angled toward children. This is not a movie that I think mm-hmm. – that they were like, we're really going to cap- captivate the hearts of 40-year-old Italian men with this one. Um, but but there's... A, there's <laughs> well, I mean, it's 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 beautifully made. It's just it, like, yeah. uh, you know, a fever dream is kind of a, a good way to put it. Um, like, it, it, it really is just pure imagination. And it's like stepping back into the imagination of a child uh, and seeing how they see the world, especially when they're confronted with this hard situation. Um, and they man- they manifest these And I love that the dad, by the way, is like, understands their need to do this and feeds it. Where he's like, oh, they're like, the house is haunted. And of course, their reaction to being haunted is not necessarily that it's haunted. If you were to look at that from an adult perspective, it's that this is just a massive change for them. And they're dealing with it the best way they can. And so the, instead of the dad being like, it's not haunted, he goes, I've always wanted to live in a haunted house. That's so awesome. And, you know, encouraging their their sort of imagination and their and their ability to deal with it. Um, and then, of course. What a,
2: what a good dad.
1: Yeah, he's great. And it, it could. Man, I'll tell you one thing right now. Halfway through it, I was like, is that Superman. Am I listening to Tim Daly right now? This is great. <laughs> and then I looked up the two actresses. And I was like, did they cast the Fanning sisters? Oh, yeah. yeah fantastic.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yep. I they love did. it. I love
1: it so much. But no, you're right, Nick, like the, the plot in this movie
0: is, I mean, it's so simple that it could probably be wrapped up in like three sentences, but it's not about that at all. It's about these characters and trying to make them as real as possible. I love how the sisters are so believable. And with their their age gap, they just act so appropriately with the little sister kind of mirroring everything that the big sister does and then being just attached to the hit. But at a moment's notice, one thing can divide them. And yeah. the little sister's just like, I hate you. And I yeah. just, that is so so real. But when you add on just like, there's so much character development in just single lines that are just delivered so well. Uh, and so, uh, just written so well where it's like, okay, so we know that she's 10, She the other one's four. And then there's this this not single dad but a dad that's at least left to his own devices and you see how hard he's trying to take care of these kids while he's also trying to take care of his wife and the the scene of him uh forgetting to make the lunch but the older Mm -hmm. sister's making it all of a sudden she has to step up and be the mom and i just love how beautiful the story is of like showing the realities of family trauma of all of a sudden you don't get to be a kid anymore like you need to grow up and you need to be this the the woman of the house because that's what's necessary for your little sister and to see the sister kind of be the one to go off and meet totoro but to then later have the moment where the older sister meets him too and like it's kind of just this giving in where they never see it as a monster they always see it as this like helpful guiding spirit and i just love that all of a sudden it's just like it's proof that no matter how old you get it's like you you still need help like no matter how good you were doing at being a rock it's okay to break sometimes, and it's okay to like to be to to, to need a, a guiding voice. Yeah, I mean, I think I that's that's this a
3: movie when um when I was younger, and I could just remember. I remember all the fun stuff, right? Like I remember the cat bus and yeah. and little sit sprites. Um, but now watching it as an adult, I can see the other messages that are in the movie, and I'm like, this is heavy, mm-hmm. but it it says so much in its quiet moments, and it's great.
1: Yeah, I love it. By the way, Tim, just to step back to that that moment that you're talking about. Like, if you the way it's structured, as uh, Satsuki has to sort of like step up and become the adult, she doesn't see Totoro like originally, right? When she finds May in the field where we think she's sleeping on the belly of Totoro, it's that she's actually just sleeping out in the middle of a little clearing. And so it's important that Mei's like, "No, I saw him. I saw him. I saw him." And then Satsuki's like, "No, I'm still in adult mode right now. I have to. I have to take care of you. I had to find you." And then once she's able to sort of like step back into being her, like to. Back to her childhood and, and reclaim her childhood a little bit is when she's able to see Totoro and like, and able to kind of go on that adventure with her sister. And so it really does play with that show. heavy theme of like having to grow up and, and exactly what you're talking about, right? Having to take a bigger, more adult role in your, in your family because of something that's happening. Um, and how, how do you deal with that? The scene that gets me is when May goes to her school and won't say anything. She's just crying. And then as Hatsuki comes out, she just grabs onto her leg and yeah. she goes all right i'll talk to the teacher and see what i can do and we cut to the little the the youngest child just immediately sandwiched in between her sister and, and her friend that Being was me loud I was like front. i want to be wherever the hell my brother was with all of his <laughs> friends i want and i'm going to be annoying just deal with it put me in the middle well there's also so much like subtle storytelling
0: uh that is again just like random one liners here and there but like the age difference between the two kids like that that's often a sign of there had been attempts to have a kid in between, but it didn't actually happen. And I think that it and it, that a lot has to do with the mom being sick. And then in the credits, when you see that they do have another baby, it's like I just love that this movie ends on a high note. Of seemingly, the mom gets better, and it, it doesn't need to die for this to be a meaningful movie, right? Yeah. I feel like that's such a crutch that people kind of fall on, but it's beautiful seeing the credits where it's like they now, they're they're growing up as families, and and in the credits you never see the Totoros interacting with. The kids again, like the Totros have their own family that they're going off and doing their thing, and it's like, I just, I just love that once the mom comes back, the family's complete again, and and it can grow like that, and and it kind of can allow them to to move on. Going into some facts here, um, so this film's partially autobiographical. Uh, Miyazaki and his brothers were children when uh, his mother suffered from spinal tubercul- tuberculosis for nine years. Nailed and it. spent much of her time hospitalized. It implied, yet never revealed in the film, that um, their mother's also suffering from the same illness. Uh, he once said the film would have been too painful for him to make if the two protagonists were boys instead of girls.
3: It's yeah, just that like been tough.
0: Yeah, but been it's tough. like that's it's knowing that that's based on a real story. is like it it makes it feel so much more like earned. Because well, t- go for it, Andy.
2: I was gonna say in, in the um while looking up the wiki, there are actual photos of the house that they grabbed right. reference from. And so I, I didn't know whose house it was, Belinda. I don't know if there's maybe a fact that I was missing there, but it, it like this is the reference, this is who they used as like the house that they went to go move into to be closer to their mom, who at this point was very, very sick or whatever. But I I, I wasn't sure how much of it was influenced from actual real life events or, or yeah i just wasn't sure where they grabbed that inspiration from but it was yeah it was still really really emotional
0: kev what do you think about the movie
4: um i like it a lot um i do think that i don't remember when the last time i watched it uh, was but i think it was very recently and that kind of lessened it for me we're just like it, it is very slow and like compared to the other movies we've seen so far, there's a lot less going on and that's a lot of fun, but I feel like I watched it less than six months ago. So I was a little bit bored with it, you know, Cause it. it's just like, once you know where the emotional beats are, you're kind of like that in between time just kind of seems a little bit, uh, it just, it doesn't like slow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not as romanticized when you've just watched it and you're like, okay, now they're going to the trees are going to grow and i oh, look at the giant tree again That'd be cool I love to have a giant scene, tree man. no i do too it just I, I don't know it's just for whatever reason watching again this time didn't hit as hard it, as it has in the past i'm
2: also i'm also making a thumbnail for games daily right now so i apologize uh with me Forgive not really you. listening
0: a whole lot <laughs> no worries. thank you kevin uh, thank some you, some more facts for you here the world the word for troll is pronounced Toruru. In Japanese, which sounds similar to what May calls the fluffy forest creature she encounters, so that's why in English it kind of that was a weird line where they're like, "Oh, it's like the trolls from the book," and it's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Uh, but it's just because of how they say "troll" in Japanese, so that makes mm. more sense.
4: The next line she says like "totoro" or so something like that, right? It sounds like yeah. "totoro" is what she's saying, and I assume that was her reading out the name of whatever. It well, was, so that,
0: the that was the thing word. in English they went that route, but that, yeah. that's not the case. It was just them saying troll in Japanese. Like they didn't then go and name it because uh in the credits, you see the mom reading them the fairy tale Three Billy Goats Gruff, which is the, features the mm-hmm. troll. Mm-hmm. So it literally was just me kind of making up <laughs> a name and a thing for this this spirit that they found. But then when you see there's all like the spirit shrines um that are like heavily featured in this movie too. So it all kind of implies that like these aren't fantasies that they're making up like these things do exist which i love that is that you can go either way on that but both have evidence to back it up what a fun movie
2: oh, i i God. have this i have this movie so high just i know it's going to rank really highly for me because satsuki and May are just so charming and there are they're so yeah I, yeah i mean they're so fun to watch they're so fun to to see little tiny interactions that if you if you blink you'll miss it but the the animators did such a great job of making their relationship seem so believable. There's a really awesome moment at the beginning of the movie that is just you know one of those moments that you could easily not even notice, but it is when the dad says, "Hey, we're we're finally here, this new house. Go to the back door and go find blah blah blah." And Sasuke and May run, and they're fucking adorable when they were like are Just they're animated so so uh, cutely. And they run and then they run around the house and they come right back because they missed the door. And it's just little moments like that, that Miyazaki, you could tell, was like the storyboards while they were being made. was like, well, what if we have them run past the house and totally miss the door and then have them run back? And it's just such a small little moment that just shows like how much care was put into all this animation and and making these sisters seem like little kids. And and, yeah, I just this movie is going to rank really highly for me. I can tell already.
1: Yeah.
3: There's a quick moment where um, after Saki and May um, get into a fight and May like cries and they're in separate rooms and they're face down laying on the floor and they have all their stuff strewn about and they're not talking to each other. And it's just so real as someone who grew up with an older sister that's eight years older than me. Like it was so real.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, two more facts I have for you. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about how in Nausicaa, those creatures inspired the Chocobos in Final Fantasy. Um, the creators of Pokemon were inspired by the sizes of Totoro for the evolutionary chain, which is pretty obvious when you look at it. But that's awesome. And I love that. Um, and then the the last one I got for you, this is a uh, God bless the Internet. According to different variations of a bunch of fan theories, May is actually dead in the movie. And the Totoro is the God of Death. Proponents of this theory point to, a different, to different clues, like the fact that a sandal is found in a pond, suggesting the may drown, and the absence of shadows in a scene toward the end of the movie when the two sisters are seen together. Others have said the movie is based on the Sayama incident, an urban legend involving the deaths of two sisters from Sayama Hills. However, Studio Ghibli released a statement to put these theories to rest. Quote, everyone, do not worry. There's absolutely no truth. <laughs> it's the God of death that made it.
1: I love that. I love that like other directors have been like, well, it's open to interpretation. It means I no, this no. is what it means. You're I'm all you. I'm I'm
4: shutting shutting done. You down Honestly, right I now. respect that so much. Like, Me too. It's so cool when uh, like there's crazy theories like that. And like the creator comes out and is like, that one's wrong. That theory That's is wrong. Yeah,
2: you all need Jesus, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Belinda, like, what are your what are your thoughts on this movie as a whole?
3: Um, I would have before I rewatched it this week, um, I would have put it probably pretty low on my list. But rewatching it, I found sort of a new appreciation for it, and its smaller moments, and really like, you know, wasn't you know half attention and was fully paying attention to the movie and um I think I have it pretty high on my list now I really I think it's so beautiful um the relationship between the sisters is so believable and true and honest and I really enjoyed it this time around
2: it, I, it sort of had a lot of those moments that I really enjoyed from um from Lupin from Ka- causacaglisha where they do focus on the really peaceful parts quite a bit and they just show you it's just, it's silence and incredibly animated and painted scenery. Uh, Yeah. Like these people are fucking magicians. The fact that this movie was made in 1988, like I just would have never guessed that it's so awesome seeing just the level of detail put into sort of every frame of this damn movie.
0: I just think there's such a magic to, to, His style, and I think this movie kind of really, really shows it off at the best that we've seen so far, which is they can create a world that just feels so real because these characters, like everything we've just said, it's like, oh, these these are real sisters. We believe in them. They run past the house and run back and all that stuff. It's like, so these are two kids doing things. And then you put them in this world where I feel like every single character acts super realistically, like the, the little boy uh is like just such a punk ass bitch and it's just like Mm -hmm. i was that punk ass bitch i get that uh but then you add in these these mystical creatures and somehow it never breaks the immersion of what the movie is like it it just feels like these things can fit in this this world and it's a melding of fantasy and reality that really can only be pulled off in animation and feel this good um but i i love every single time the interaction i love the Kind of push to never have them be scared of these giant scary ass creatures. Like Totoro's voiced by Megatron. You yep. know what I mean? Awesome. Like that, when that thing talks, it's it's a fucking yeah. and May's just laughing at it. Like I love that. <laughs> because that shows like she she believes in herself and she believes that she's safe because she has this family around her. She's so cute. Kev. Okay. So cute. What? Oh, you sounded like you turned your thing on, and leaned in.
4: No, I I mean, I I did, but just in preparation of us going forward. Let's go
1: forward. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the plot synopsis for My Neighbor Totoro. Now, I know, Melinda, this is not the song that starts it off, but I'm going to sing it anyway because it's the song that ends it, and it's the best song ever made. Totoro, Totoro, mm -mm -mm -mm, Totoro, Totoro anyway we start with a different on, song but it doesn't matter. sorry
0: to, sorry to cut you off this quick because first yeah. off the song you just sang the jam of the century the like jam. i don't think that we're gonna gonna be <laughs> no. that in all of no. this, the ghibli movies but i love the the stupid ass intro song the marching song the dude it says hey let's like go that. hey let's go i'm let's as happy as can go. be yeah it's great uh, i used to sing that shit so much when i was a little kid but i want to bring special attention uh to the song you were singing originally the, the mm-hmm. tutorial theme song um, a couple interviews ago, I was talking about how there was a uh Hisayashi in concert, um, 25th anniversary Ghibli thing where they played the movies and had orchestras and shit play it. For Totoro, it was the encore of the show. And I'm gonna put this link in the description of yeah. this YouTube video because yes. everyone needs to fucking watch it. Everybody just it is, jams out or what? Dude, it's the most epic thing ever. There's this full orchestra playing that song, and when it gets to the to part. There's just this reveal of a choir. And I'm not saying a choir of like, oh, it's like 12 people. There's 180 yeah, kids. I got the London Philharmonic. <laughs> fucking singing this shit. And it's just this reveal where all of a sudden lights turn on. And there's just 180 people I'm singing along. Already, dude. dude, it is just – it is the most epic thing of all time. I made mean, everyone that was watching with me <laughs> after we watched the movie watch it. And no one complained. They're just like, let's fucking go. Anyway, oh, I, I did, was it, did, did Joey and – Joey uh, – Gia and cool. Greg was oh, okay. all about that. touch bro, man, I had a very oh, yeah.
1: similar experience after we watched. We finished watching the Castle of Cagliostro because that theme, the the sort of Lupin theme. I was like, oh, I wonder if I could find this on YouTube while well, I'm just driving around. And I found like a cover from what I have to imagine is a very popular like jazz band in Japan. And it was fucking awesome. It featured like it was one of those moments where you're like, this song is so awesome. The music in, the, in these movies is so awesome that they're, like we have to give every single person a solo not just the trumpet player not just the saxophonist the lead guitar gets one and that's right Andy they just cut to the drummer and he was like i'm i'm channeling neoport right now and just has a drum <laughs> solo for like 20 minutes and i'm like yeah this is the best thing ever i would if i if i saw this in concert i'd be like that's it i'm never going to another show again perfect <laughs> anyway we start off as tim said with uh, a cool little uh, sort of march uh, with the with the littlest uh, right, the littlest Totoro comes out first and he starts pooping little white dots and those dots go into more of it, the little Totoros and then it forms a logo uh, and we sell that stuff. Um, and then we get an opening shots, which is uh, after after the title we get an opening shot which is of a truck packed to the gills with furniture uh, and this family of three uh, who are the father um, and May and Satsuki are, uh, are coming into the countryside um, in the back, May and Satsuki are eating caramel and they uh, as they take in the countryside and this is another one of those times where Andy's talking about where we really just kind of We're seeing this, but we also see their perspective, and we see this beautiful countryside and and people, you know, um, tending to the rice farms and things like that. And it's just a very peaceful, surreal moment. And, of course, they offer their dad some caramel as well. Um, Their father stops and introduces themselves to a neighbor, and he's like, hey, I'm I'm your new neighbor. Um, And I live like – and then they keep going, and they live like two miles down the road from their nearest neighbor. (laughs) And I'm like, Tim, sign me up. Where do I apply to live in this place? I'm so tired (laughs) of my neighbors. I'm so tired of it. Uh, when they get home, of course, May and Satsuki are overjoyed to uh, investigate and explore the new property, which includes a patio cover that looks like it's been eaten uh, by termites and uh, out back a giant camphor tree, uh, which is just massive. And, they're, and, and of course, uh, going to be a pivotal point in this whole movie. Uh, once inside, Satsuki discovers a trail of acorns falling from the ceiling. Her father tells her that maybe it's squirrels that, that live up there or rats, uh, to which May replies, I, squirrels are better.
2: Not really. Yeah, <laughs> I love that, and, guys... I, and, and the fact that she yells that line.
4: No, squirrels are better. Like,
1: yeah. good. <laughs> but everyone uh, should be course. careful
4: with rabies. You know what I mean. Yeah. Just squirrels. Squirrels. Satsuki I mean, that's careful. just across
1: the board, you know. Anything that you're about to pet that's been in the wild, especially Totoro's, you just got to make sure. Yeah. No. a couple of shots. They are more. riddled with lice.
0: Oh God, they have ticks and
1: lice and everything.
0: Another fact that I have, and and this one's just a weird one where I don't really understand the the reasoning behind it, but sure. Uh, so the two sisters' names both mean May in different ways. So mm-hmm. May, it's May obviously, and um, uh, Satsuki or whatever uh, it means
1: the fifth month. Mm. Oh, that's cool. That's weird. And I'm like, I don't really know why, but maybe that's the monkey like that. moved to the house when he was back maybe maybe like it that might that. be something like that. Does it that looks mean like, that it she's looks like
2: does that mean that she's the junior or the third? What does that mean, guys?
1: <laughs> well, if her that's name a, is that's exactly, a
2: callback. That's a callback. That's a you great know, callback, guy. Andy.
1: Uh, <laughs> the father sends them out back uh, to find to unlock the back of the house, uh, and that's when the horror starts. Everyone, they open the door, and a little light out uh, outside shed comes in, and the entire room. Is just full of these tiny little dark monsters that run away and at this point Tim I'd be like I would like to rescind my application to live in this house this is horrifying I would sleep outside for the rest of the time and uh, you're saying horrifying so, and Wait, go ahead
3: they're, they're so fearless like these girls are like cool everything's falling apart this is really fun and I yeah. love yeah well they have <laughs> a, they
1: have a wonderful moment here where they're scared Right. And they're scared of the new the darkness of this new environment. And they've imagined that maybe potentially we don't know if it's real, but they've imagined these these dust uh, or or soot sprites. Right. And they look at each other and they grab each other's hands and then they both collectively scream into the room. Right. And and this is this is something that happens over and over again, which is that together they decide that they're not going to be scared. They're going to scream away, you know, any fear. And then, of course, they go straight in and start exploring again, which is such a wonderful, wonderful thing.
2: I just I just love the the immediate look on their faces when they open the door and everything scatters and it's just like kind of a freeze frame on them, like the fear in their eyes. It's it's uh it's drawn so well. It yeah. it totally like shows that childlike fear, you know, uh,
1: of course, when they go and tell their father about this, he says those are just soot gremlins um, and they're overjoyed at this definition and ask for the demons to come out, come out wherever they are, um, which is great. Again, the moment of fear, and then the rest of the time, like yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna play. It's gonna have fun. Uh, father tells them that someone's, uh, someone's hidden the stairs or the upper part of the house. They have to go find it. And adventure once again strikes as the girls run around to solve the mystery. Uh, Satsuki eventually finds the stairs hidden behind a door. When they open it, another acorn uh, skips down toward them on the stairs. They creep what up. What a dope ad. dad! Yeah, I feel like this is like the first real evidence
0: of well, the second real evidence. I love that he actually eats the caramel from the kid. Like that's a that's a true dope dad move. Non dope I mean, dads would have been like. I don't want your your eat your own shit, you little fuck. Can I me? If you have me a caramel right now? I'll eat it out of your hand. I know, and I love that. That's dope. Dad move number one. Dope dad move number two is just like giving them
4: out of your hand. I assume that. Have you ever seen Nick eat something out of someone's hand? Because he's eaten things out of my hand multiple times. He uses so much more tongue than he needs to. But you have to make
1: sure everything is moisturized.
2: I also don't know why Nick has to compare himself to the dad. <laughs> like, I don't know <laughs> why, where the need to say, like, are you kidding me? I would do it.
1: <laughs> you mean uh, by compare myself, I would be in competition with this fictional dad what? character. and to be better.
4: Doesn't yeah, someone call him daddy in this, like, uh, company that we all work at? Greg. Who Greg yeah. 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 Uh, we don't
1: do so, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the specifics on that. I don't have those specifics in front of me, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> let's see. They creep up the ad- <laughs> The stairs to the attic, and, and they pop up with a scream. Of course, the scream uh, stirs more of the soot gremlins, and Satsuki rips open the window, yelling at her father to come help, but he plays it off. He's, she says, we're living in a haunted house. The house is haunted. He says, well, I've always wanted to live in a haunted house ever since I was a little boy. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, I guess it's not that bad. Uh, May stares uh, then like kind of – this is a scary part for me. Is she stares at a crack at a wall, and I'm like, this is how horror movies start right here. Mm-hmm. And then she walks up to it, and she pokes her finger through it, and one of the soot gremlins pops out, and she slaps her hands on it. And goes like caught one runs down, and she shows her um, sister, who is now being introduced to Granny, who is one of the neighbors, uh, the older woman that lives in one of the neighbors. Uh, I believe she's the grandmother of uh, Kanta, uh, who is a little boy that we've seen a couple times now. And she goes to show Granny the soot gremlin, and it's just it's just soot that's on her hands. She goes, "Oh, that's a soot sprite," uh, I believe is what she calls it. But, she goes, but yeah. first,
2: but first though, the just the animation and uh, of her running down, seeing Granny go ah, and then runs out. And then comes back around and goes, ah, (laughs) like freaks herself out again. Like she's, it's just so fucking cute, man. She's
1: adorable. Um, Granny says she used to see those sit sprites when she was their age. And they're very lucky to be able to do so. Um, If they decide and they're like, whoa, how do we get them out of here? And she goes, well, you don't really get them out of here. If they decide that the people that are living in this house are good, they will leave. They'll leave you guys. They'll leave on their own accord and leave you be. Uh, To which I would ask. And there's my own little like you know paranoia and guilt. I'm like, what if they decide we're bad? Do they kill us in our sleep? God, what Nick, happens? Nick just sitting they... there
4: watching the movie. What if? What if they're bad?
1: Because you know? she's I mean, like, if they decide you're good, I'm like, what if they decide they don't like you? Do they haunt you for the rest of your life and kill you? This is the questions I need answered, Granny. Well, don't pull out on me. Totoro is Mia's the god, god of says, death. There's nothing to worry about. <laughs> There is nothing to worry about. Exactly. Totoro just comes and thumps you. Um, There's
4: nothing to worry about. These little girls are definitely not dead, is what he said.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Of course, May doesn't want them to leave. After all, she's like, I kind of like them. I don't want them to leave at all. And Granny's like, well, it's not up to you. Uh, She sends them uh, down to fetch some water in the river so they can jump, start the well. Oh, so this Uh, is when they drown. Got it. That's it. We get a fun montage for everyone unpacking uh, the neighbor boy Kanta approaches with a gift um satsuki spots him and he awkwardly uh and gives it to them and then runs out screaming that their house is haunted um and it's fun i love this moment too because obviously he's a dumb little boy he doesn't have any tools to deal with this but he's seen satsuki and he clearly has a crush on her at this point but also he's thinking he, he kind of thinks the house is haunted so he doesn't really know how to act and he just completely acts immature and just makes an ass of himself um which which we'll see later as well uh let's see later that night. A windstorm rolls in, blowing firewood that Sasuke has collected into the great tree. Uh, She scoops up more and rushes back to her house uh, to get in out of the wind. Uh, This scene is uh, is everyone's having a bath together when May tells her dad that the house is. She goes, "The house is too old; it's gonna blow down." And the dad's like, "It's gonna be fine." And then a gust of wind hits it hard, and he goes, "Oh, (laughs) like maybe it's not gonna be fine. Maybe it is gonna blow down." Um, They all get scared for a moment until. Dope. That's a dope
4: looking bathtub.
1: Um, Weird that the kid
4: was soaping up outside of the bathtub. What you do? Oh, yeah?
1: Yeah. That's what you do. When I, when I went to Japan I last time, they have, the, the, they have a traditional – Oh, In Japan, well, Japan. Yeah. It. In Japan, they have a traditional – like the traditional baths where you sit on like a little stool and soak yeah, yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. up there and then you can go – like you rinse off and then you go into the actual bath itself.
3: i not I almost
0: don't even want to like dive into this any deeper. But I love that in Kevin's mind, what just happened was he thought Nick was actually trying to convince us <laughs> that here in America <laughs> – Nick, what you do. Soap, 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 soap. Well, for you a second, sound
4: like that's what he was saying. You know what I
3: mean? Like, in which
4: case, it's like, mm, God. I, like, I'm, I'm I'm really into bathtubs. That's I really what like us
2: Americans bathtubs. do, yeah. I, I soap up in my bedroom and then I walk into my shower. <laughs> I'm
1: going to try oh, that tonight, Kevin. I'll let you know. Live this room. Oh, I'll live stream it
3: for you. Look you've started.
1: Kevin, I'll face- I'm going to Facetime you at 9:30 tonight. I answer will your phone. Not answer, that. I answer will not your answer phone. That. Um, this is another great moment with a dad where he's 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 clearly scared as well as and he realizes the daughters are scared as well. So he what does he start doing? He starts laughing and he tells them to do the same so that everything that scares them once you laugh at it will go away. Dope dad uh, moves. Number three. And then this is the moment, by the way, where um, that I love about this is that this is the moment where the. I think the girls actually acclimate to the house and accept it because this is the moment where the soot spirits go away. So they're, they're clearly, everything is like in their mind, they're like, oh, this is home now, and the soot spirits can go away. And, I wasn't and a, a big
4: fan of that, uh, that them leaving, you know? Because, like, it, doesn't it, like, cut out to the outside of the house and you kind of see yeah, them all shit? They just float away.
1: I didn't like they that. They just kind of float away like a dust it just cloud. weird. what do you want them to do? Get in a fiat and go rob a bank? <laughs> <laughs> We're like, well, this guy, these guys are clear, we're clearly found out. We got to go rob this casino, and that's the beginning of Lupin. I don't know.
4: I just thought, like, it, it just—what? suddenly they can fly, Nick? You know what I mean? Like, when Unless do they have the ability spirits. to fly? They crawl. They on the wall. They're floating. They do whatever they
3: want he to He do. doesn't
4: want to be forgiven <laughs> about this flying thing. Fine. Man, Tim is, Tim
2: is redder
0: than ever. I can't <laughs>
4: fucking feel,
0: like, I, that was like the most classic Nick joke of all time, where it's like, you hear it and you're just like, that's the funniest, most bizarre poll you could have possibly made, but then you but think it about it one makes more second. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, no, no, no. He's
1: just thinking of Lupin. <laughs> the beginning <Yeah>. of Lupin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: No, I, I personally thought it was brilliant, Nick. I'm very impressed by what you just did there.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. And just as a quick note, I'll be moving up my bath to 915, so please answer.
4: <laughs> oh, oh, it sucks because the only thing that I have that has FaceTime is my iPad. And it, yes. I have the big iPad. It's
1: a big screen,
4: yeah. I don't want like yeah. to see so that up, that big. <laughs>
1: All right, we'll move on. <laughs> uh, the next day, the fam finishes their daily chores and head out for a bike ride to go visit their mother in the hospital. Um, Kanta sticks his tongue out of them as they pa- as they pass by, which I think is just such a little boy thing to do. Uh, once at the hospital, they tell their mother they're they're worried she won't like the house because it's haunted. Uh, but their mother is more than delighted at this news. Uh, it's a very, very touching scene. She's like, oh, I love that it's haunted, all this stuff. And, and these parents are just great parents because uh, obviously they realize that they need to the help. You know, their daughters are. Coping with this as best as seemingly possible. On the ride home, their father tells them that mother's doing better and she should be home soon. Uh, the next morning, Satsuki wakes up early to make everyone lunch. Uh, it's time to go to school. And this is that scene Tim was talking about where she wakes up and realizes that her dad's still sleeping realizes that she has to go. She has to be the sort of the mother of the house uh, and make sure everyone gets lunch packed to go to school. Uh, one of her friends, I forget the name of the friend. I think I wrote it down here on Michiko. I think is how you say it comes to collect Satsuki as they head all head off to school. Uh, dad tries to get some work done as may goes around exploring further. She finds a bucket of rust. Uh, she finds a, a bucket with a rusted out bottom and she goes, <laughs> I love this. Cause she picks it up and looks through it and sees the, the hole in the bottom. She goes, what a stupid bucket. And then <laughs> yeah. proceeds to immediately so <laughs> play with it. Yeah. It just becomes the best toy ever. Cause she kind of uses it as like a telescope to sort of, to hone in yeah. on like this, like the, the forest, of course, when she does that, um, what does she see come out of it? Uh, she spots a little furry white Totoro, uh, kind of ghost-like. It's a little transparent. Yeah, and I like, like I like how they jer- drew it at out. first. Yeah, because yeah, it's fading in and out, like she's not quite sure if this is going to be something that she's going to indulge in. Um, and then, of course, it runs into the house, and she goes in mm-hmm. to look underneath the house and spots it kind of there. And as she's, as she's kind of investigating further, uh, the the little Totoro and then the the bigger blue Totoro kind of have that again. To Andy's point, the way that's animated is perfect. They just kind of walk behind her like. I don't care if she sees this, <laughs> but I don't want to disturb her and scare her. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, the blue Totro has a bag of uh, acorns, and there's a little rip in it. And, and, and one ever, periodically pops out um, and, and falls onto the ground. That's what they've been spotting. Um uh, let's see. May chases sees them and then chases them into the forest through like a little rabbit hole uh where they enter a giant the giant camper tree. Uh she goes to enter it as well, and then slips and falls all the way down through uh this and slides down into the sort of den of the bigger Totoro, and we see it for the first time as it sleeps. And I have to imagine that this is when Tim's really tired. This is how Tim sleeps. Just it, Tim definitely. and something on his belly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did now, here's, here's the thing.
3: Uh, I'm glad
0: that you brought this up, Nick, because this was the scene. And and then you, you guys aren't gonna like this. I'm telling you right now. This was oh, the scene god. of the little of the little white Totoro running with May behind her, right? Mm-hmm. This was the scene that Gia Harris decides to tell the whole room, Oh my god, I know what we need to be for Halloween. hmm so, yeah, she's like, yep. Moose will be the little Totoro. The little white Totoro. And then we had a discussion of like, all right, well, like, what would the costume even be? <laughs> like,
1: he's just that the already. Cobra. Yeah, he's
0: there. <laughs> yeah, like he's them, and just like, okay, what are you going to be? And she's like, oh, I'll be May. And it's like, okay, sure. She's good. like, I get it, but like, like a sexy May. No,
4: gross. And it
0: was like, gee, no, nope. no, just no. no. And she would not back down. Joey's like, Gia, no.
4: She <laughs> yeah, should like, be a sexy no, like, four-year-old. I know. <laughs> and, I'm like, and like, frankly, like, the fact that we all have to talk about it. I
1: know. Really, That's okay. but, but, but especially like since the obvious costume is that Moose is the little the little white Totro, Gia is the blue Totro, and then Tim, you right. become the gray Totro. And when you stand exactly. next to each other, it's great. It's Although I do think there is something to be said for Kevin dressing up at Sasuke and you guys recreating the bus stop image where yeah. you just have a leaf on your head, and Kevin's just like <laughs> looking up at you. I think this is this is like a goal of mine is to be able to recreate yeah. all this. Tim, things. tell Gia uh, I'm on her side.
2: Okay, May, uh, May just turned 20. She's in college now. Mm-hmm. And she's starting to feel more confident in herself. All right, I'll t- tell Gi. I said that I'm with. Her. I will I think, tell her you said that. I think she's that.
4: going the route that May is a sexy yeah. four year old.
1: First off, if May, oh, okay. if, if May was four in 1988, she not would be her, 36 no. right now. So right. Right. that she could play a 36 year old May if you wanted to, and just kind of kind of just disappointed right with how life turned out. You know, just kind of went to school, not really sure. doing what she studied. You know, yeah. All right. Like- uh let's see. She climbs, and this is a great moment, too. She sees it, and she's not scared at all. What does she do, Tim? She climbs right up onto its belly to wake it up, and she starts petting its nose, and it wakes up, and she says, <laughs> "She says, what are you, a great big soot demon? And he roars uh, troll. He sort of starts rolling troll, but it sounds like Totoro, and she goes, Totoro, is that your name? Yep, that's your name, all right, is what she says, <laughs> um, which is I great. Really,
2: I really expected uh, Totoro to sort of react in a way that would be scared of her. Mm-hmm. like i expected his eyes to open and then kind of like oh fuck like what well, what are you doing here or whatever but it, it just he's just it's so too serene
1: cool, so serene cool, yeah. and relaxed Dude, he's yeah. the totoro uh of course after, after that after that she uh after naming him she pets him on the nose which promptly make him fa- makes him fall back asleep and i gotta be honest with you we've all been i there. know that feeling we've yeah. all been there you're know, like i'm a little tired Someone just pets you for a little bit. You're like, that's it. I'm, ba- I'm back out for two more hours, Tim. Needed that sleep. Uh, May falls asleep on his tummy as the blue and white Toetro fall back in. Uh, later that day, Satsuki comes home from school and she can't find May. Uh, searching for her all her own, she discovers her sister, uh, her sister's hat near the forest and crawls through that same little rabbit hole. Only this time, she discovers May not inside the giant cavern tree. She's sitting, sleeping on a pile of leaves inside a little clearing. Um, she wakes up and tells Satsuki, about the Totoro, which Sasuke says, sounds like a troll straight out of May's storybook. And May's, uh but when she's like, no, I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you when she tries to show her sister and, and her father who has entered uh, the entrance to Totoro's little den. She keeps popping up back at their house. And I, I love this, by the way. So like the, the symbolism of this to me is is so great is that the one place she feels like safe, she tries to find every time she tries to find it. She pops back out at her home, which is kind of to me. I think that was pretty cool. Um seeing her father laugh but make gets angry she says I really did see a Totoro. I'm not lying and she has that perfectly kid moment where she can't express herself and some and the thing that the outcome that she wanted didn't work so she goes straight to anger and like and pointing and stuff uh, which I still do to this day um <laughs> let's see. Her father tells her he knows what happened. He says, you must have met one of the spirits of the forest. You're a very lucky girl, but you can't always see them when you want to. Uh, He goes, let's head up. And they head up to a small little kind of temple at the base of the camphor tree, which may is overjoyed. She says, that's it. That's Totoro's tree. Uh, But the whole leading into the tree is gone. And father tells him, well, then right now the forest spirits don't want to be seen. Uh, He tells them that what he saw uh, when he saw that tree. And I, I love this too. He goes, when I saw this tree, I knew this would be a good place for our family to live. Um, and then they promptly get together and they thank the tree for watching over them and then rush home so Satsuki can write a letter to their mother to tell her all about it. Uh, that night. Just a, just a cool dad, man. Jesus. He's a great dad, man. Great dad. Um, and then, of course, we get a little scene of that night uh, up high on the tree. Totoro is playing, I guess, is it a flute, we would say? What is this instrument that he plays? An ocarina of some sort? No. A shell? He's just playing, he's just crushing that flute up on that tree. <laughs> he's uh, but he's playing you. the Totoro song. <clears throat> Is he playing in the that. Yeah, all of them together doing it. Love it, dope as hell. <sighs> the next day at school, Kanta steals glances at Satsuki. Uh, and the teacher thumps him on the head for it, and the rest of the class giggles at his embarrassment. Uh, outside, Satsuki spots Granny and May. Uh, Granny says, "May won't stop crying unless she goes to see Satsuki." Uh, and then May, of course, is she's too sad she can't speak at all. She simply just runs over and hugs Satsuki's leg um, like and won't let go. And then uh, May Satsuki has that moment where she's like, "Well." I'll talk to the teacher and see what we can do. And then we immediately cut to May being sandwiched in between uh, her sister and her sister's best friend, which is so such a little, such a little brother, little sister thing to do. Um, she, and then she's of course not sad anymore at all. She's enthusiastically drawing uh, a big blue Totoro. Uh, and everyone just is enamored of May. The whole class is like, this is great. Bring her to school every day. And Satsuki's he's like, no, you guys don't understand what it's like to have a little brother or sister. It's hell. It is all hell. Um, on the walk home, the sky opens and it starts to pour rain. Uh, May falls but doesn't cry. And that's a great, another great moment. She's like, I fell, but I didn't cry, right? And, and Sasha's like, yeah, good. Good job. Um, uh, and then they uh, they run off into a in – okay. Uh, continentalized. Was mu- okay, sorry. I'm sorry. I got ahead of myself here. Uh, they they take refuge under this little shrine of someone. It's like a statue of someone who, who has passed away. And I love this moment, too, where they have to ask permission. They say, sir, can we share your – you're like, you're awning here. We're sorry, but we're stuck in the rain. Um, it's yeah. just a nice little respectful moment. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, let's see. Uh, this is when Contact comes by and spots them. And first, he right, he like walks by, and then he comes back, and he gives him the umbrella. And they're like, what are you doing? But he can't. Again, he, he doesn't have the tools to express himself, so he just gives it to him, mm. and then he runs off. <laughs> <laughs> throws it at their feet, and then runs off. And they're like, well, that was fucking weird. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, later that day we see content at his house and his mother's like, what the hell happened to your umbrella? Where could it have possibly gone? And of course he felt the need to lie to her as, as opposed to tell her that he gave it to someone that he's kind of likes. Um, and then that, that is, uh, he's quickly figured out when the two girls come up and, and give him the umbrella or give the mother the umbrella back. And she's like, Oh, my son's not a complete psychopath. He, he might actually turn out to be a pretty good guy after all. Dude, uh, real, real talk though. Like this is, I think that this scene and like kind
0: of the, this kid's storyline is, a perfect example of why this movie is amazing and why it works so well where it it's not forced at all we get just enough of this guy and he has such an arc by the, the end of this movie of him kind of like being there and like riding the bike and even though it seems like he can't even fit on the bike like where do you get the i hike? just i just love uh him like being there for these girls being scared of them but obviously being interested but of course they don't force some type of weird romantic stuff like we fill in those gaps but they it, it's only via hints of childish crush you know and yeah it's like, i feel like that's such a hard level to hit because it's so easy can be, easily can be creepy or unbelievable or like exaggerated to a point that it's like
1: little kids wouldn't act that way this is like that's how fucking kids would act mm-hmm. yeah yeah It's that it's that childhood innocence, which they really nail Um, later that day, of course, uh, Satsuki is like, well, dad's not home yet. And he forgot his umbrella. We should go bring him. I should go bring him his umbrella and wait for him at the bus station because he's he's late. And when he gets home, he's going to he's going to be soaked. Uh, And she she, may is like, well, I want to go with you. And so they go together. uh, And then as like, you know, they're stuck. They're stuck at the bus station as may plays with the puddle. She kind of pops back and looks out and she sees like an old abandoned house or temple. I'm not quite sure which one. Uh, And then she runs back to her sister. Uh, as a bus arrives, um, but the bus does not have their father on it, unfortunately. So they have to wait a little bit longer in the rain. Um, and of course, as they do, what usually happens to small children is May starts getting sleepy. And I love the scene. because She's like, are you tired? Do you want to go back and wait at Granny's? And May's like, nope. And then clearly falls asleep on her. It starts falling asleep on her feet, and so she jumps up. She goes fine, and and does the little the big sister thing where she gets down and may has to like qu- jump up onto her back and start sleeping. Um, and this is where we get the best scene in the whole movie, where you know she's got her sister on her back and she's got her umbrella that's obscuring her view, and she hears clomp 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 of big wet footsteps and looks down and sees the big Totro's foot kind of standing next to her. And as she looks up, it's just there. It's just not even like It's not like trying to be scary or anything It's just waiting for the bus And what does it have on it's head Belinda? A leaf (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> it's just like I had to get it out of the rain and this is the best I could do. Uh, and of course, because uh, May, or Satsuki has two umbrellas, she offers one of them to the Totoro and he doesn't know what it is. And then she shows him how to use it and then he puts it above his head and it is hilariously way too small, of course, so to cover cute. his gigantic body. But he's very thankful anyway. Um, and then they spot the bus coming. And uh, this is where the movie goes from being incredibly endearing to being uh, what Andy was describing as an acid trip. Well, before that, I, there's some a scene I, I think it's
0: here that I really really like of uh, the one drop from the you know the big oh, tree Oh, right, yes, and it falls in the umbrella, and then the turtle is like super interested, and he like keeps doing it, and he jumps in like a bunch falls, and I love it because this scene shows that even these creatures of wonder have wonder, and it's like they yeah. they are equally mesmerized by the real the the fantasy characters are equally mesmerized by the reality of it all and i I just think that that's so powerful and cool and it goes into the whole these total are also a family like the the two families mirror each other in a bunch
1: of ways it's very very fun um not only that but that's you're right thank you for that i I wrote this down because i thought it was an interesting um again another kind of symbolism here where the big drops start falling on him and he he jumps up and roars and when he stomps down all the rain comes down at once and then stops raining so I don't yeah. know if you noticed that or not, but it stops, which I think like I, I don't know if that symbolism of her like accepting or, or stepping back into her role as a child with this. But to me, that was kind of cool. Um, and then, of course, he gives them a little parcel. He has a cute little present that he gives her in exchange for the umbrella as Cat Bus arrives and Cat Bus, obviously a ripoff of the Cheshire Cat um, from Alice in Wonderland. It's the most terrifying thing ever. And Except even at the end, bus.
3: <laughs> or amazing <laughs>
1: and it has rat lights it's crazy this thing is crazy
3: i love
4: was anyone else scared that the little kid or the the dad was like in some danger because he had missed both like the bus yeah i thought the by? dad
1: died
0: and these kids I did are going to be raised I by, so by it. I, I thought that there was problems with the mom
1: yeah
2: me too
0: something,
1: i just that thought was. something was down
2: uh but but then i immediately forgot about any dangers when the cat's flesh hole opened up like a
1: door. <laughs> To make a door, (laughs) and the cat, the cat had a look on his face like he really enjoyed it. This (laughs) is what I was put on this earth to do. I'm going to take you from point A to point B. Of course, Totoro uh, steps
2: in here, you big
1: beast. Get in here. (laughs) Um, Totoro steps aboard, and the hole closes, and then cat bus takes off. As Satsuki and May's dad's bus actually appears, Uh, it comes and it parks, and they're overjoyed to share their experience with their father. Uh, And then later that night. He writes another letter to their mother uh, as they unwrapped the Totoro's gift to discover acorns. Uh, the girl planted them. The, the girls planted them out back to sprout a big tree for their mother and them to play under uh, when she returns. Um, and then, just, but unfortunately, despite how much May watches the dirt, the acorns just never sprout. Um, later that what night, a great
0: scene too. I know. Again, just like this movie's relentless of just being so real about these little kids and
1: her just like sitting there from a bunch of different angles, like looking yeah. at like, waiting to grow. Oh, so real. Um, And then later that night, of course, the girls spot the Totoro outside doing a little kind of dance ritual around their garden. Uh, And then to help the trees grow, uh, not skipping a beat, the girls go out there and join them and together uh, help a mighty, mighty tree spring from the ground. Um, It is, of course, the camphor tree that we know exists already. Uh, Totoro jumps onto the top. Uh, uh jumps onto a spinning top that's just there again another kind of fever dream uh and the girls don't miss a beat they jump onto him and cling to him as uh the wind catches his umbrella and a gust sends them high up into the night sky um uh, as the Totro roars the girls follow suit i love this they both were too. everyone's having a good time uh and then up on top of the tree um they all play flute as their father just sits in his room and listens and i like that i like that too where it's like he doesn't realize what's happening or whatever, but he just kind of hears it. He's like, oh, flute, that's great. Well,
3: that's
1: um, a nitpicky criticism I have is I really, and I'm sure that a lot of this was intentional,
0: I don't like the quality of the music for a lot of the scenes in this. Like there's some of it's orchestral and like really symphonic and stuff. And then others have almost a MIDI tinge to them where it sounds like super really? like cheap sound samples. And I think a lot of that's just, you know, me kind of prescribing what I want these movies to be more than, like what they were in 1988, sure. especially with the design, because every sound cue you, you could tell was on purpose in these movies. But I, I think some of these would have hit a little, even harder uh, if if they were more. They orchestral. were bigger
2: sounding, yeah, yeah. Because like
0: this whole scene, this like beautiful tree rowing scene, like I, I, I was personally a little distracted by how cheap it sounded and
1: like that's just, just unfortunate A
2: little tinny <clears throat> little tinny
0: yeah I, did,
1: I didn't notice that i just thought that everything was supposed to be as simple as possible <clears throat> that was just my read on it which was like it, it, it just worked for me um but i think it's also great that we just sit and they're just playing the flute just up in the tree it's great uh, of course the next like morning the
3: still has the umbrella like the yeah. time yeah. he dances with the umbrella and the umbrella takes him up i love
1: it that's great. Perfect. Um, the next morning the sisters wake to find that the garden has indeed sprouted. Uh, it wasn't a dream after all. The next day the girls help Granny pick some vegetables. Uh, they say their mother is coming home. Well, sorry, For real little... quick, real quick. Uh
0: Caspool in the chat really kind of nailed what my point was. Some of the music reminds me of Majora's Mask, and others remind me of Breath of the Wild. And that is so, so accurate. Where there's some that just sound so beautifully recorded, and some sounds like an N64 game. Still great arrangements, but it just doesn't sound right.
1: Anyway. That's fair. Back to the, park. Um, the next day over in granny's garden, they help granny pick some, ve- some of her famous vegetables. Their mother is coming home for a bit this weekend, just to get used to the house before she has to go back to the hospital. And they want her to have all sorts of nourishing vegetables, which granny says, Hey, you bring home some of my vegetables. It'll definitely help your mom heal. And I'm like, granny, you can't make that promise. If this mom dies, these kids are going to resent you for the rest of their life. I shouldn't thought, have made that promise. Exactly. I thought you said they'd work, Granny. I thought you said these vegetables would heal our mom from her spina bifilis. Or what, what did she have? Spinal. Spina bifilis. Spina bifilis. That's <laughs> <Spina bifilis. laughs> <Spina bifilis. laughs> <Sorry. laughs> I just pulled that out of my hat. I don't know. I didn't is know the real thing. Is that
4: not that Greek uh, corner...
1: Kevin, we don't know, know but the time, it's probable, it's probable, it might be something, could also be just the Greek name for an acorn, I don't know where these things come from, Belinda, get in the fiat, let's go rob a casino, Uh, (laughs) let's see, Uh, of course. (laughs) <laughs> it's a casino now andy because oh, okay. the fantasy has actually <laughs> come back to closed reality. Yeah. <laughs> it was sunday
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> turns out
1: it's pandemic and when you go to the bank you don't know if it's going to be open or not yeah. uh uh this is a really touching moment too where uh, where they try to pick the the corn from the husks um and then may you know is, is able to pull one and she keeps it for her mother and she has it for the rest of the movie uh let's see Later, Kanta runs up uh, the road and tells them he has a telegram from the postman. uh, When when Satsuki reads it, it says to contact the hospital. Granny orders Kanta to take Satsuki to his uncle's house so they can telephone their father. Uh, Of course, May comes with, uh, much to Satsuki's dismay, she says, go stay with Granny. And May's like, nope, I'm coming with you. Uh, Of course, she trips and falls and gets separated and lost from her sister and Kanta. Uh, Satsuki dials a collect call to her father and tells him about the telegram. He tells her to wait by the phone. I love this moment, too. He goes, I'm going to have to hang up now, but I'll call you right back. Just wait by the phone. Uh, which is like such a dad thing to have to tell your your daughter. You have to kind of like spell it out for him. Like, don't worry. Everything's going to be okay. Um, outside. Number four. What's that? Dope dad moment number four. Yep, exactly. Uh, outside, May runs into a goat who's just scary as shit and he wants her corn, but May's like, no, I'm protecting this corn. This is for my mom. I'm going to give it to her when she's in the hospital. Uh, Of course, when she catches up to Satsuki, her sister gives her the bad news. Mom isn't doing well, so she can't come home this weekend. They argue. And of of course, this is a moment where we realize that Satsuki is is a child as well. Um, She doesn't have the tools to deal with this and they get angry at each other. And she says, um, you know she said uh granny tried to comfort the two girls his mom just has a little cold she'll be home the next week but satsuki's like that's what they always say they said that last time she breaks down um because she thinks her mom's dying and then may sees this and takes off down the road um at one point she tells may to grow up as well and and they have that kind well, of like, this is what do you want mom to die and yeah just like holy fuck this, this got really real out of nowhere um and then of course may uh Takes off down the road, of course, corn with the husk in hand. Satsuki searches for her, but can't find her. Maybe she went to the hospital, um, and everyone's like, that's a three-hour walk. There's no way a four-year-old could do that. And they're like, well, you don't know May. She has magical powers to, to make big old beasts fly around. Granny tells Kanta to run home and get his dad to help find May, and the whole town starts getting in on this. Uh, Satsuki takes off on the route to the hospital, where she encounters a couple villagers and other passerbyers. And they're like, we haven't seen shit, but she's starting to stir everyone up. Uh, May, uh, let's see, uh, Kanta catches up. Uh, to her on her father's bike he tells her they found a sandal in the pond that might be may uh maze uh, so he runs back to the pond when she gets there granny presents the sandal uh Absolutely asking if, if it's maze and i'm like fuck if she's that dead so scary i'm never watching another miyazaki movie ever again <laughs> before we
0: find out if she's alive or dead even though we already know that she's definitely not dead according to miyazaki let me tell you about our sponsor ladies and gentlemen this week or this episode of studio ghibli interview is brought to you by twitch.tv slash Andy Cortez. Andy, what you been streaming recently?
2: Um, Fall Guys tonight, baby.
0: Hell yeah. Who you playing with?
2: Snowbike Mike.
0: Is that the host of the Kind of Funny X cast that also has it's an episode sh- going up on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games this Saturday?
2: It sure is, uh, Tim, and they're recording it today with Major Nelson. Wow.
0: Wow. Yeah. Man, that sounds like something you don't want to miss. Very uh-huh, cool stuff. Absolutely.
2: Really exciting. Well,
0: so many options for things to do this weekend. Twitch.tv slash Andy Cortez or YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Either way, you're going to make some good decisions. Back to the plot.
1: Um, uh, when she is presented with the sandal uh, she goes is this May's and Sasuke goes no it is not and everyone's very very relieved uh, no one of course gives a shit whose sandal it is there is possibly another young girl just surrounded yes. upon <laughs> uh, yeah,
4: we I don't, thought
3: the we same thing
4: people lose sandals <laughs> like, <laughs> come on guys it's fine people lose sandals and,
3: uh, I thought the, the, the yeah, same but thing. they thought it was May and then they're like oh well it's not me and i'm like <laughs>
4: well, there's no other missing girls there's no missing girls that age it's fine you guys jump in. i just i movies. just
1: i just had this moment where i was like if you wanted to be a dick and like screw with people and you had an animator that was really good like tim imagine if you're showing this to Gia for the first time yeah you insert a scene here you know what i mean where they're like, no, thankfully, it's not May's sandal. And the camera just pans over to a telephone pole that has a missing girls, po- like a missing persons poster oh on it with another four-year-old Stop. girl who's only wearing one sandal. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like, oh, the war oh, goes deep. That's That'd one sandal Sally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Tatsuki looks over and spots the great camphor tree in the high horizons, and and she remembers. She goes, "I know there's someone that can help me find my sister." At the entrance to the forest, she begs the spirits to let her see the Totoro. Uh, she heads through the rabbit hole and stumbles and falls down into the den of Totoro, uh, right onto Totoro's soft belly. Uh, she begs the spirit for help. Breaking down in tears, and and Totoro doesn't say anything. He just hugs her, and then with a mighty roar, he flies up to the top of the tree. Uh, once at top, he lets out an even bigger roar. Uh, and a moment later, who should appear? Catbus. Uh, Catbus comes from the distance and runs up to them, and opens its. I'll just call it a door. I don't really like.
3: <laughs> our, I, like I don't whole. like.
1: Yeah, you don't like I don't door. door. I do not I like I <laughs> Do not like either of those.
2: Why not? I'm gonna yeah.
1: just call it an entrance. We'll call it a door or an entrance. <laughs> <laughs> um t- she takes a seat and watches uh as cat is the, the little sign on top that says where the destination is i assume turns to may i'm not quite sure it was in it was in japanese um but i think it was may uh, and then off they go uh the trees part for them as cat bus rushes through the forest down the road and onto the top of telephone wires finally landing next to may uh satsuki runs for his sister and they hug as cat bus changes a sign to the hospital um delighted satsuki satsuki and may thank him and jump aboard uh or think cat bus and jump aboard at the hospital their parent we see a, a very touching scene where their parents commiserate on how much they love their girls uh, and their mom remarks like i'm gonna get better for them and then when i get home i'm gonna spoil the heck out of them and the dad's like good i like that uh and then as 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 this is happening we see satsuki and may and Catbus uh watching from a nearby tree um and their father spot looks down and spots the corn husk on the window and for a second, her mom goes, that's crazy. For a second, I could have swore I saw our daughters, like Satsuki and May, looking down on us from that tree up there. And the dad's like, that might not be crazy. And he shows her the corn husk on, uh, has some writing on it, which I assume was just kind of scribbled from uh, May that says, uh, for mommy. Uh, and then we get the greatest song ever made as Mei and Satsuki catch up with granny and Kanta. And we get a fun little montage of the rest of their life. Um, and Totoro watches from high atop his tree. Mom, I,
0: I
2: I really wanted the mom to be like I could have sworn I saw them up in the tree and they were inside a a big cat that was. <laughs> A bust, <laughs> and, and, and the like, dad goes Honey, like this: the medicine, the medicine, and is... the doctor,
3: <laughs> the doctor. Go back to sleep. Go back. To sleep. Yeah,
1: we're gonna need you to stay in the hospital a couple more once it's, it's But again, I
0: I said this earlier, so I don't want to repeat myself too much. But I love that this immediately cuts to the credits with this amazing song, and like you get the storytelling through the different scenes that we see, and it's like it's a happy ending. Like I just I loved it for a movie that had so many so so little plot. And the one thing the plot was kind of riding on is like the mom being sick, and it's just like she's okay and everything's okay. And it's I, thought so, were, I thought they were going to so go Pixar great.
2: with it. I was so scared.
0: Yeah, no, I, I love it. I think that it really gives it a, a unique identity, and and it does separate it from the Disney fair or the Pixar fair that that we you know traditionally used to. And another thing that I love about this movie is this was definitely my introduction to mm-hmm. anime and it was absolutely my introduction to japanese culture when i was younger and i remember just being a little kid i rented this movie probably five times until my dad eventually was like we're just gonna make a copy of it, it. And yeah. <laughs> oh no not buy it on vhs either. and figure it out um but like i just i remember like being so confused about why things were different or like why she was writing like down instead mm-hmm. of you know, left to right and all this shit. And it's just, I, I think it's so cool that Miyazaki pushed so hard to, from um, what was the first movie called? From Nausicaa on, uh, not allowing the English versions, American versions to change things. Because I think it's so important to be able to teach other cultures about different cultures. And it's like ha- like Absolutely. maintaining and having all that stuff. It's just, it's cool. And I, I think that the, your first kind of reaction would be like, oh, we should change it so it makes more sense to these dumb kids. You know, yeah. but I think that it's it's super valuable. And me now being thirty something, like I grew up with this stuff, and it's like I, I I tried to understand, I asked questions because I didn't know the answers, and like I I just love that, and that's the power of these animated cartoons that can be for kids, but still have so much more to say.
1: Yeah, I, I love that too, and, and and I would say that they don't make cartoons like that anymore. Where they where they where they assume the child it can figure some stuff out. They do. They're called Pixar movies. Um, but like back in the '80s, they really did. They made they made movies where you know four kids where they didn't assume the kid was an idiot, and they assumed that the kid would would be interested in what was going on and want to learn more. Um, and that's a rarity. You know, right now, I mean, obviously you have fun kids movies that don't necessarily need to have a message or, or make kids learn. But for me, that was a very that was the same thing where I first encountered like, you know, anime or any Japanese animation. I was like, I don't understand any of this. I don't get it. I'm from Riverside, California. I don't understand the Japanese culture. But this makes me want to. This makes me very interested and it makes me want to like learn more and be a little bit more worldly. And that to me is the power of that art. Candy.
2: seven syllables that. in the middle. You'll need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review.
0: You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like Kesselwinks did, to leave your review in haiku form. He left two, and I'm going to read both of them because I like them. Fear and change coped by wonder, whimsy, and magic. This was fantastic. The intro alone, the joy the theme song brings, that my daughter still sing. Oh, that's nice. Fluffhead says, Totoro, my man. Cat bus going to fly high. This movie brings me tears. Also, I was high. I thought that's the final line. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, speaking of. Okay, I'm going to read this one first. (laughs) Jemens 91 says, Tim is Satsuke. I suppose May is cool, Greg. My neighbor, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) But speaking of that, Cool, Greg. Was higher than I think I've ever seen him in my life watching Totoro. <laughs> and he was playing with Moose the entire time. And it was the fucking funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> like, he would just see that any time. Like some shit was like just like, oh shit.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, it's on a bigger yeah. screen this time, man. Was like... I love it, man. I love it. Um, all right. So now it's time to do the the MVP. Of this. Currently. Dad. Dad, currently. Sure, we have I Fujiko think. from Castle of Cagliostro. Uh We have the pirate slash Dola from Castle in the Sky. We have Taito from Nausicaa. Dad. I'm going D- dope dad. and I'm giving him number one, man. Yeah. I-, I thought Fujiko couldn't be beat, but like. It's this dude knows this he's, he, stuff. He,
4: yeah. He's he's handling the situation that is, is such an unfortunate one so well. You know? Yeah I he, Yeah. I, I, and I
2: think... Yeah, I totally agree with you, Kevin, where he's sort of trying to keep them distracted away from kind of the bigger issue at hand with their mom. And I, I love that he's constantly trying to keep their imagination going and like, hey, we're fine. And I'm positive, And I'm a, he's just he's just a fucking solid ass just dad, super
3: dude. supportive, super positive and like knows that he can't shut down anything that the girls say or that the mom says. And yeah, he's just great. And about giant halfway, jeans.
0: He had big jeans. About halfway through this movie, Joey just goes, "Hey, is it just me or is the dad kind of hot?" All right, Joe. <laughs> Joe so, was like
2: four wine, four between, bottles of wine, deep. Yeah.
1: Between Joey and and Gio <laughs> wanting to be the the, the four year old. Come on, bro.
0: there's a lot going on in this house. High ass, cool, Greg.
1: Just like so funny.
0: Uh, So, yeah, number one, Dope Dad Totoro. (laughs) Number two, Fujiko from Castle Cagliostro. (laughs) Number three, Pirate Slash Dola from Castle in the Sky. Number four, Taito uh, from Nausicaa. Uh, Now it is time to rank the Miyazaki movies. Uh, Currently, number one, we have Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind. Number two, we have Castle of Cagliostro. And number three, we have Castle in the Sky. I got it. I'm going to go number one, man. I'm going to put this at Uh. number two. Um,
2: I, would I still, also I still think Nosaka story is awesome. You know,
3: I really fell in love with Nazca in a way that I wasn't prepared for, and so I'd put Totoro at two.
1: I probably would agree. Yeah, I, I, I love this. I think it's great. But Nazca has so much depth to it, and it's so unique for its time. And you, and you can see so much of what it inspired afterward. I mean, granted, I guess Totoro has the same thing. But yeah, I think Nazca is just a little, you know, it's slightly more adult story that I think speaks to me a little bit more. Okay. Uh
4: I would probably put this in the last spot. And like I'm not trying to take away from anything. It has beautiful moments, but I just feel like after rewatching it, um, like this being such a recent rewatch for me, it's just way slower and more chill. And like I, I just like the other ones better. You know, like mm. like I've rewatched most of the movies. Like they weren't my first viewings, and I just feel like those movies, I got more out of you know, watching them multiple times. This one, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just felt a lot less than I did the, the first time I'd watched it or the, the most recent time that I did.
0: I love that. So the, the new rankings right now are number one, Nausicaä and the Valley of the Wind. Number two, My Neighbor Totoro. Number three, Castle Cagliostro. Number four, Castle in the Sky. I love that this is undeniably the most divisive in review we've ever had. Where all of these movies, at some point, one of us put it, one at the number one and the other at number four, in like just whole, any combination possible. Like I don't think that there's ever been a clear consensus on on the rankings, and I think that's a testament to the the quality of these so far. And we have many more to go. Uh, next week, Kiki's Delivery Service. Let's fucking go, baby! So I can't exciting. wait to watch this one again.
3: Oh my god, I love this
0: one. Never
2: so, seen this. Never I've seen zero
1: context of this movie. I'm excited. I
2: just I just know the only context I have for it was being on Tumblr like in 2004 <laughs> or something like that or 2006 and just having all my like my friends would always post gifts of it and stuff. I was like, I don't know what this movie is about, but I'm interested.
0: I can't wait, man. Anyways, until then, Belinda, thank you very much for joining us. And again, congratulations thank on your new job. That's so cool. Very you. proud of you. Um, you so next week. <laughs> ta